What do short shorts, a fear of swimming, and arrows have in common? Find out in today's Shake and Bake. Are you still smoking dope, Holly? Hi, and welcome to Shake and Bake, where we're under the influence of bad horror. I am one of your hosts, Kelly. I'm another one of your hosts, Lexa. I'm wearing a half shirt. I'm like... I, okay, you're not wearing a half shirt, but I feel like you should be. Yeah. I'm in spirit wearing a half shirt because we're talking about a certain movie today. My sexuality is half shirt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. actually is like bi culture. It's yeah. just like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. No, no, like, you're right. it, yeah, bi culture is yeah. like little shirt and big pants or little pants, big shirt. Yes. <laughs> That's, a, that's an interesting take. I never, I never knew that yeah, take. It's okay, like, it's like a whole thing. Okay, well, it's actually, it's actually just like a queer cool. thing in general. Okay. Speaking uh, of queer, yeah, hey, yeah. There it is. hey, hey. bringing it around town. See, there we go. That. I can hurt the kittens. Yeah, you absolutely can. <laughs> uh, Who are we talking about? Yeah. We are talking about sleepaway camp. Now, I will say for the record. At first, I was like, I don't think this is a bad movie. Uh, I watched it three years ago for the first time. Mm-hmm. I rewatched it last night, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I did not remember how campy everything was. Campy. Get it? <laughs> I, uh, I watched this in October when my entire family had the flu. And Jesus I was Christ. trying to, like, enjoy the Halloween season. So I watched it uh, under the influence of the flu, and I enjoyed it. And then I watched it again yesterday, and I was like, "Damn, it it, it really be like that." So do oh, actually influences. I just is, forgot. Yeah, we didn't do that yet. Let me pause real quick. <laughs> no, let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it rolling. All right, I'll go grab. So my, we can always cut it out later. Yeah, um, I'll go grab the beat. Just yeah. Uh, while our hosts get themselves under the influence of bad horror, bad of bad horror, horror. yes. We don't do illegal things here, Michael. Of course not. No. <laughs> um, Editor's note, Shake and Bake is recorded in the state of Massachusetts where both the medical and recreational use of marijuana for adults over the age of 21 is legal. Never. I guess I would be the expert of Sleepaway Camp because I have watched all four Sleepaway Camp movies. As I, far as I know, there's four. <laughs> I, there might be, I'm going to look this up. I want to watch all of them. There's, they're, they, they're a journey. They're, they're quite a journey. I'm emotionally prepared for that journey uh i don't think you are (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's very true 2008 was returned to sleep yep that was the last that's the pretty recent one that's the one i watched uh so yeah to clarify uh kelly i have watched all four sleepaway camp movies over the last probably 15 years um i'm so excited for this but uh as our Ooh, getting it in the mic, oh, getting it all, fancy. getting all saucy. Spicy. Yeah, you get that nice audio treat, uh, yeah, audience. Better. I didn't. Today I'm going to be under the influence of depression. Yay! Me yeah. too. High five. Uh, should we like give the chat? Ta- oh, I'm under the influence of pain cookies. This is yeah. That's not a tongue twister. Oh, I have my Invisalign in. That's why it was harder to say. Sponsored by Invisalign. <laughs> please sponsor me. <laughs> yes, please sponsor us, Invisalign. 
Make sure that you sponsor this pod-based program <laughs> where we talk about sleepaway camp. Listen, listen. People who enjoy watching shitty horror movies and getting high also might want straight teeth. There's a joke here. I got nothing. It's the only thing to Speaking of not being straight. Yeah. Yes. Hey, see? See? Lex is keeping us on board today. It's yeah, it's it's it's, 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 it's yeah. Um, so yes, I'm under the influence of pink cookies distillate. Do we want to give like the synopsis or like the yeah yeah? So we got uh, some kids going to camp. It's a sleepaway camp. <laughs> that's one way to put it. Yeah, uh, I mean that's literally the title. Uh, yeah, I I would describe this as. Um, have anyone seen the movie Wet Hot American Summer? Oh, it's, yes. It's you, that. I still haven't seen this. Yeah. We watched this movie yesterday. I'm you asking the me. audience. <laughs> no, I think you're asking. I'm me. also making, yes, I'm demanding you see it because it is a great movie. I watch it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is actually a really good <laughs> It's movie. a fucking classic. Uh, Paul Rudd is in it and he's like the funniest fucking thing in that oh. movie. And that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a high praise to give because that movie is very fucking funny. Um, oh. So... I would describe this movie, like I said, as Wet Hot American Summer with basically murder. Yeah. Um, it's, and I, this is going to be a deep cut because two people are in the room are going to get all my references to this. I based a RPG campaign the two of them have played essentially around this idea without the big twist. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. And you actually included direct quotes from Yes, this I did. Movie. Yeah. Sure? That I, knew. I picked up like immediately and I was like, God. Fucking damn. Yeah, I I ripped off 100% a chunk of Sleepaway Camp. Um, I just didn't, like, obviously go for the, the big thing, which we'll we'll get to. There's a big surprise. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I will pass off to the the, the rest of my, my lovely hosts, co-hosts, however that works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to quickly go through the characters. Mm-hmm. All right. So our main characters are Angela Baker... And her cousin, Ricky Thomas. We also have Judy, who sucks. <laughs> yeah, Judy's rotten. Actually, a lot of them just suck. You can pr- yeah. actually usually say, name, who sucks. Well, it is it is classic slasher sucks. fodder, where everyone's just a piece of rotten shit Except that deserves for, like, to the be. select few who are, like, protected at all costs. Yes. So yeah, Which the- we need to talk about, because I'm trying to figure out who you would say are protected at all costs in this. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few? Okay, we'll, we'll get oh. to that. All right, so the... Awful characters are Judy, Meg, I'd argue Mel, Artie. Yeah. Fuck Artie. Fuck Artie in every way. Yeah, I would argue God. Mel is a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll keep Mel in that category. Yeah. Aunt Martha. She's just unhinged. Oh my God. Who the fuck was Aunt Martha? Is she the like older. Uh, She's Ricky's mom. Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And, I just um, knew her as like. Mo- yeah. I just yeah. knew her as psycho mom lady. That's that's it's, I never remembered her name. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. I've watched this movie twice, <laughs> or maybe she, more than one, two times. Like I, I've called a lot of characters unhinged. Yeah. but like she is oh, the definition, like, definitely, yeah, like, top tier unhinged. Okay, the, I, I get it now. The, the cinnamon roll characters are Susie and Ronnie. Paul, I put in a gray area. No, Paul's a piece of Paul's, shit. Paul's, fuck Paul. Yeah, Paul's trash. Yeah. Fuck Paul. Fuck Paul. We're, we're, we're team fuck Paul fuck here. Fuck Paul. Fuck Paul, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Paul's a fucking... Anyway, we're, we're, we're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. All right. So those are our 
main character, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, we're at camp. Is it called Camp Arawak? Yeah, I have it in the notes. So uh, it's Camp Arawak. Oh, it's uh, yeah, Arawak. And we with the, we we start the movie with an incredibly long fucking panning shot of an empty camp <laughs> yep. with loud fucking audio. At least the version we watched okay. had really loud audio. Yep. Um, and essentially, we we find out that the, something bad happened. The sheriff closed this camp down because of the signs we see, and then uh, we see that this, the camp is for sale. I uh, yes, I was completely like just shook by everything that happened in Troll 2 that I saw the camp name and I was like, what does it say now? <laughs> <laughs> does it mean something? So now I have just have a conspiracy theory every time I see the name of the, like places. Great, great. That's exactly what I want to happen. Just, okay. just to be a conspiracy uh, theorist. I I forgot that this was like an overview. Like we're seeing the camp like yeah. after the events of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is clearly fall there are leaves on the ground yeah. the trees were like red yellow yeah. orange it's after the summer yes, yes. Uh, but i was like this is just shut down camp fast they like we we bounce from there to two kids and their dad on a boat uh, well, yeah it's not really specified their relationship with the guy oh no it, it's their they, dad. they do it's say their they dad. say dad yeah Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, okay. So it's a boy and a girl with their father uh, on a boat talking about, like, oh, we should get a speedboat or whatever. And um, all the kids have the most New York of New York accents. Oh, yes. my God. It was painful. I don't think I've ever heard a child sound like that. I have. I was blown away. <laughs> no, that that was fake. That no, can't be real. That, that's real. No, that, that can't that's be like, real. That's like upstate New York voice. I refuse like, yeah. to believe. No, I have cousins from upstate yeah. New York. That is not how they sound. Is it a unit? There it is. There it is. I'm waiting for it. Steam fucking hands, baby. <laughs> There's a bit in the, in the Simpsons, Steamed Hams, that does that whole. It starts with an upstate New York bit. Anyway, Jesus Christ! So, Come on, uh, you were you were salivating you. for that. Oh, I thought better of you. <laughs> uh, you mentioned as we watched this because uh, Lex and I watched this together with uh, a few of uh, Lex's crowd and. My crowd. Well, th- that's easiest. The easiest way to break it down to the audience, but my posse, your posse, my harem, your harem. Yeah, uh, the kids have New York accents, and uh, you straight up commented, "Look at the shorts on this guy." <laughs> and the dude, the dad has got like I think he had a hairy chest, if I remember. Oh correctly. yeah, I called it Dilf. Yeah. Dilf. Yeah. yeah, you were screaming I mean, yeah, Dilf all the time. That's what it was. Yeah, Dilf. A uh, lot of Dilfs in this movie. There are, I guess, camp counselors from. Some other camp, of it, apparently. Yeah, it's just some the, fuck off camp. Yeah, and they're riding a speedboat, and they're like, you know, going back and forth. And there's a kid yeah. in the back, like, holding on to the uh, water Hitting ski. Water ski. Yeah, and they're like, scream. The kid in the back screaming, like they they change hands of who's driving. They're arguing. Oh, yeah, because there's yeah. a girl was in like the yeah. passenger, and she was like, "You want to fucking drive? You Which, fucking asshole!" Actually, I noted, I clocked this right away. She was wearing like a bikini, yeah. mm-hmm. and usually I feel like in movies when women are in bikinis, they like really try to make sure they look like super flawless and supermodel. Yeah. But she had like a little like tummy roll mm-hmm. situation. It was very well, nice. This actually, is 1983. Yeah. It's it's I, not it's not like um. Heroin you know, chic isn't, isn't there yeah, yet. Yeah, it's not there yet, yeah. I was like, oh, I'd love yeah. to see it. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? She's working it. Yeah. Um, and they're arguing. 
She drives. They're still arguing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, I'm gonna get in trouble you're, if you drive. Okay, you're I'll let you fucking drive. up What's the clutch or whatever. Like he's just arguing about the fucking driving mechanism. You know, whatever. And then the guy in the back, water skiing, just goes, "You're gonna crash! You're gonna crash! You're gonna crash! There's a boat! There's a boat!" And they're like, "Huh?" Yep. And bam, they fucking smash into the boat with the kids and the and the dad. No blood. No blood. No blood. No blood. The, the 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 one of the kids is screaming. Yep. Um, uh, and we believe that it's uh, the daughter, um, <clears throat> who's screaming. Yeah, we, we uh, have no idea who's screaming. Yeah. No. But the girl who was riding, who yeah. was like water skiing, water skiing, yeah. whatever, is just screaming. Yeah. 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 Like two witnessing, like, oh my god, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> they're dead. They're dead. Nobody does. Anything. That is the yeah. entire movie, really. Yeah. <laughs> that's, is that the title? Nobody does. Uh, Nobody does no, people do some shit that's not right, but there, there's you more. You know what? That's true. Um, that's true. Um, then eight years later. Oh, but I do want to point out. So uh, a man calls to the dad and says that the doctor is coming. And the kids are like, Aunt Martha, Aunt Martha. But also, that's his husband. I was like, that is actually really progressive to have like... A gay couple in this movie. Were they technically married or were they just a couple? Because, I mean, it was 83, so I don't know. I don't know. think they were married. I don't think they were married. They might have they just together. been together, yeah. It is um, confirmed later on. It is definitely yes. confirmed later on. Which is uh, like kind of a spoiler, but not really. Nah, really like, there's bigger fish to fry in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of layers in this. Um, but, yeah, we bounce eight years later yep. to... Again, I just called her creepy mom in my notes, but because uh, I've again I've seen this Aunt twice, Martha. my memory is shit. But Aunt Martha, we are introduced to uh, the two kids, uh, Ricky and Angela, going to summer camp, going to sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and before they leave, mom gives uh, quote physical notes mm-hmm. for the kids' camp and says, "Good thing I'm the doctor." And like was is. Her performance is fucking wild. No, unhinged. Oh she, she gives them the bag of food, and he's like, "Ah, oh, no chips. And she's like, huh, I could have sworn I put chips in there. I, you really did. Oh, my God. Isn't that so good of me? Oh, yeah. It, it's, yes. It's the most, like, psycho stare. Like, Narcissi- even, it, like vaguely narcissistic. Yeah, and, like, you watch this movie for the first time. Again, it's been a while since I've seen it for, for the very first time. But the look on her face, like she is just acting psycho crazy, like yeah, right up the She's definitely gate. giving like, like Benzo mom yep, in the 80s. Yep. Yes. It's like, we're going to have a great time. Isn't it yeah. fantastic? Yeah. She has like a whole bit about like she was forgetting something. Oh, good thing I tied a string around my oh. finger. Oh, so good that I did that. Wasn't that so good of me? Yes. Oh, no. I thought like she was pretending to be two different people just the way she was talking. Oh, yeah. Like, um, it was just. We don't want to be late for the bus, do we? Why, no. No, that simply wouldn't do. What is she, a fucking... Does she have venom with her? Like, she has a fucking symbiote that, like, goes like, we don't want to be late for the bus together. Like, is it like a... She has two brains in her head, like a legion thing Give going on? Give me Martha Lore. All right, I'm down. I need Martha Lore. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, we arrive at uh, Camp Arawak. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I wrote in my notes simply just the word shorts. Yep. Ah. Uh. This Shorts everywhere. It was unhinged. Yeah. There's a. The, the, do we have this now? Do we do we dive into this now? Or do we want to save it? The the the, the shorts to di- diatribe. Uh, 
No, I no because this is like the beginning of the shorts. Yeah, we don't get, like, we're, we're not ready for the juiciness. No, yet. because you know when we really get into the good shorts, it's <laughs> yeah. the baseball scene. Like that's, oh, that's, that's oh, the we have much to say. That uh, is that is that's what, the top tier with Gino. Talk. Gino is gonna be. Gino, I have comments. I have comments about Gino. Gino is gender envy. <laughs> um. Um. So while the kids are getting off the bus, it, like everybody, first of all, is running. Like, yep. Booking no one. That they're all like running with their luggage. They run past the chefs. Then oh, the Artie fucking chefs. <laughs> Artie is a piece of fucking garbage. He is the stereotype licking his lips, rubbing his hands, like, I can't wait to get some of these kids. I like. Yeah. They didn't even ease into it. They no. just like There's, come out swinging. Just yeah. like, oh, look at them young chickens. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh. Oh, I just feel dirty. Yeah, you feel you yeah. need to watch like after you watch this movie, the, you, need you need a bath or yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah. I wrote I wrote creepy diddler camp cook. Um, my night my note before that though was about Mel, where I just wrote old New York guy with a cigar runs the camp. Uh, to describe what Mel looks like, he looks like uh, he's dressed like Kramer from Seinfeld. Oh my god, he is with shorts. With shorts, yeah, plaid yep. pants all the time. Yeah, plaid pants or shorts. Uh, those like seventies polo shirts. Uh, he has a cigar in his mouth at all times. Mm-hmm. High socks, high black socks. He sandals. just and he's yep sandals and he just looks like he's got this whole like, what are these kids doing here? Is it time for uh, time for us to do a thing? And I'm, every minute he was on screen, I'm like, why didn't I fucking use him in my RPG? He. <laughs> Is like the drip on this yeah. man though. Like he is a piece of garbage, mm-hmm. but man, mm-hmm. is he a fashion icon. He is <laughs> he is a late blooming piece of trash in this movie because we don't learn his like secret until much later. And honestly, and it like, comes out of fucking left field. But you know the, the thing is, like it does come out of left field. Mm-hmm. But out of all of the trashy people, yeah. he is somehow not even close to being. No, more. no, oh, not no. even. When, like, when you have Artie in this movie and he's actively like just a straight up child molester character, like. But Mel isn't. Second no, yeah. to Artie. Yeah. Like, no. Like, still so oh, many yeah, that's, worse that, people. Yeah. But, like, if Artie's the basement, like, he's probably, like, you know, the second floor. Like, yeah. If uh, yeah. I would just say Yeah. You know, and he's still not good, but, like, in a house of shit, oh. like, he's, he's like, the second floor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's oh my God. the way to put it. He, just, uh, he looks yeah. like a dad that really wanted to go golfing on this vacation, but he knows his wife's not going to let him. No, no. He... Looks like he is wondering why his wife isn't take it is like not letting him see the kids. <laughs> what do you mean I only get th- three weekends a month? <laughs> you get four. This is bullshit. I only get Saturdays. <laughs> Listen, I, someone's got to pay for their fucking sneakers here. Like, it's just <laughs> so Jimmy has a button-down shirt. That is specifically titled, has like a very specific name, and I feel like it applies to Mel. It's referred to as My Daddy Owns a Yacht. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking fantastic. Um, Speaking of yachts, as we were watching this movie, and we're going to get into this in a minute, uh, was one of the crowd that was watching it made a great point. Uh, a, a bit that I ripped off again in our RPG yeah. is that Mel is essentially the mayor of Amity from from Jaws in this movie. Uh, when something bad happens, yeah. nope, we got to keep the fucking camp running. A bit that I eventually parodied in our game. Oh yeah, where he's just like, we got to keep <laughs> the shit going. Yeah, 
Uh, At all costs, uh, you know he's he's dedicated. But we are going we are going into uh, right out the gate, right after we meet uh, Artie the creep. Um, the camp the cam- the campers come in. They have their first meal. Yeah, the, Angela is introduced to a couple yeah. people by her cousin. Yeah. Ricky's a precious baby and yep. will protect him at all costs. Yep. I love him. I love Ricky. Yep. He loves his cousin so much. Yeah. Um, and not the creepy way like this no, movie is. No, no, it's yeah, not just, weird. It's, just, he like genuinely it's, is yeah, like protective. protective. Yeah, he's protective. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's like introducing oh, her to people. Sorry. <laughs> introducing her to her friends. It's just friends. Yeah. And like pointing out like this is who this person we, is. We and, do meet Paul uh, early on. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And the and first thing Paul says is look at Judy and like and does the whole like hand cup of like boobs. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Well, you're just you're just starting out strong, buddy. Yeah, he does not make a good impression. No, no. not at all. Um, but after uh, you know, Angela hasn't eaten anything. Uh, I think it's Gino. Somebody, one of the adult counselors says, "Oh, let's let's have you meet Artie and get like it's Ronnie. Ronnie. Ronnie." It's yeah. like Ronnie, you fucking idiot! You have to know this. This guy smells of creep. And like, why are you bringing Angela over to I this guy? I don't think he knows. But no. also. Protect Ronnie at all costs. Oh my god, yes. God. Like He's precious, I love him. Because Meg, uh, the camp counselor in charge of uh, Angela's cabin, sucks. Yeah. Ronnie actually comes over and tries to be like, oh, like, are you homesick? You know what? Let's go find something you might actually like. Yeah, so... I, I debate this. Mm-hmm. You've been working at a camp for a while. Let's take you in the back. I'm going to leave you with this greasy slob so by yourself. So leave her on purpose. Okay. Yeah. First of all, because like something like he gets called away for something. That's yes. still. It's still not great. Uh, but I wouldn't totally say like he he really knew what was happening. Mm-mm. But it, we do find out like okay, Ronnie's actually trying to like make her feel comfortable while her actual like counselor is being a piece of shit and is just bullying well, her. Well, yeah, Meg is a fucking piece yeah, of rotten two garbage. Count- there's Meg and... Judy and Meg are the... Oh, the other woman? Yeah. Susie. Yeah. Susie. Susie's yeah. nice. Susie's really nice. She's yeah. trying yes. to, like, be friendly yeah. and trying to keep uh, the peace. So, again, like we said, Ronnie somehow is called away. And Artie, of course, with, oh, God, oh. brings uh, Angela to the... Um, the walk-in. The, the walk-in, and mm-hmm. immediately I was like, oh, God, I haven't watched this in a while. How is this going to go? <laughs> and then uh, uh, he gets, uh, I think Ricky catches uh, as Artie is, like, unbuttoning his belt, and then yep. goes like, hey, what yep. the fuck? And then, you know, he threatens, uh, Artie threatens Ricky. He's like, you didn't see shit, blah, blah, blah. And then it doesn't take long before Artie is straight up just, I don't think Artie gets killed, but Artie is definitely maimed and no, brutally so, injured. Yeah, so he's mm-hmm. he's leaning over. A huge, a person-sized pot yes. of soup. Which, which is again uh, something we said during the movie. Um, I was a little. Uh, I, I gotta say, like obviously, I'd seen the movie before, so I knew what happened. But rewatching it, I noticed all the corn. Oh that yeah, they have, there was way too much corn, and I feel like <laughs> it could have been a good bit to you to do a murder scene with the corn. I feel like there was enough corn. Yes, but you, you was that like a little a troll tube bleeding in because of the corn mm-hmm. scene and that with the popcorn and all that? No, if anything, it's more Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Okay. My oh. mind is always on vegetables <laughs> killing me. Okay. I mean, but like, I'm just saying, like, I think it would have been some good karma if we got like a corn murder. Uh, someone got cornholed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Eric was rooting for his death. Like he, as soon yeah. as he saw the pot, he was like, "Please tell me he like boils in that pot." It's like they revisit this death in Sleepaway Camp Four, I believe, where there's someone just don't tell me, don't, don't spoil. All right. But the, the, it's a call, there's a callback to this okay, in, in one of the next ones. But uh, no, basically, you know, he's leaning over the pot. Someone comes in. We do not see who. We just see the hand. Yeah. Grab mm-hmm. the stool and shake it. Yeah. Until and pulls it, so he falls back. The pot falls on top of him. Yeah. He's burned. He's got like all sorts of blisters mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. It's actually not as gruesome as I was well, expecting. Well, again, eighty three. My thing was. Come on, the pot is the size of him. Have him go into the pot. Like, uh, yeah, I feel like it was kind of a yeah, waste. It was a it was a miss. It, you know, it, like you oh, it spills on like that could have been any pot if that was the case. Yeah, like have him go into the pot, like witch's brew, like hee, like he gets like <laughs> like you know like Hansel and Gretel shit. Like dump that fucker in the pot. We want to see him boiled anyway. Come on. I love when they uh, pan away so they can like get all the paramedics in, and you just see on top of all the food in the corner, there's just like Rat a, there's like literally like a spread of roach killer. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. The yeah. food, and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> and there are just bugs, obviously like crawling around in the background everywhere. Hey, hey, they're cheap. <laughs> Mel, yeah, Mel ain't fucking paying for shit. <laughs> I did also want to point out, after Artie gets all the water dumped on him, he screams for a good minute yeah. of screen time, if not longer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Artie is scalded. Um, <laughs> yeah, we quickly find out that Mr. Costa, Mel, uh, goes, I'm not going to close the camp. It was an accident. Which like, I think is, you know, valid. I mean, does a uh, kitchen accident, you know. Uh, I'll give we you the I'll think, give you the first one. <laughs> we think that it we know that like it obviously wasn't an accident, but like I could definitely see how like oh and this I, is just like an unfortunate accident. Like I, I I get it. And again, when we played our our horror RPG, I turned this into a running gag where I was like, yeah, you know, one murder that's well whatever, but like three. Uh, how are we gonna stay in business? <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, one is, but we again. They don't know it's a murder. They just think he was it's being a, a moita. idiot. Mm-hmm. Does he call it a moita? I wish he did. I wish he. That would have really sold the New Yorkness of it. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. But yeah, I, uh, <sighs> yeah. Like he's like, I love that talking about how much pain he must be and how like every nerve must be on fire. Like this is the eighties, okay? They don't have like they're not like keeping track of like the effects of all the drugs. They were they're like they didn't start locking shit down. Like, yeah. they used like, some really intense shit back then. Well, yeah, that and the fact that, like, fucking CTEs weren't even a fucking thing people gave a shit about back then. So, like, God knows what medieval shit they were doing to bring this creep back from death. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Maybe I just need to learn more about, like, medical science in the 1980s. Maybe maybe that'll be my next deep dive. Sure. Ooh. Uh, speaking of deep, uh, we do a uh, prank. We have a really un- <laughs> unsavory prank that I don't think we could get away with in a modern movie now. Oh, no. is it the is it the ass yeah, prank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say all the kids in this movie seem like actual kids. Like they're probably yeah. like t- yeah. high school age, like probably like freshman year Honestly, era age. Like, Ricky probably looks like he's like 13, 14 maybe. Yeah. You got, like, some 15, 16-year-olds. Well, and they keep making references, again, the fact that Artie is, like, a creep, but, like, they're clearly very pubescent. Like, they're very 
you know, they make a comment about how Judy just started developing, like, recently. And, yeah. Which, uh, Judy does look like she's a lot older yeah. than everyone else. Yes. But, like, Angela seems to yeah. be, a, like, a reasonable age. Yeah. Like, everyone does... I think the counselors, like, seem like they... I think some are like, way too old. Some are, like, are close, but... I think they're supposed to be around 18. Yeah, 18 to, like, 20-something. Some of them definitely are not. <laughs> I mean, like... Uh, no one's getting that Jack Davey team. Roy did Ronnie. Oh, Roy did Ronnie. Still a precious cinnamon roll, though. Um, yes. But yeah, I think you had something, yeah. Oh, the prank scene really was just um, this one kid wearing glasses named Mozart. They just I think they call him Mozart as like a prank or something. Or maybe it's his last name or something. Yeah. They never really clarify. They never oh, really clarify. It, it could be the last name, it could be a prank. Yeah. But um, they like are holding him down, like Telling him that if his mind tells him he can do a put, not a push up, a sit up, a sit up, yeah, that he can, and um, like they're holding him down. They put like a towel over his eyes, yeah, and they, you know, they say like, do a sit up on count of three, one, two, three. They remove the towel. He sits up, yeah. and his face lands like right into another kid's ass. I think they say like you'll kiss like some hot girl or something, and like he's already puckered up, ready to, and then. <laughs> And I'm like, this is like Vince McMahon level fucking ass jokes. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, And then right after the ass kissing prank, um, I just simply wrote half shirt counselor. And this is where we lost our shit watching this movie. Uh, Yes, Gino! We didn't learn the name until later, but uh, we are introduced to Gino, who is wearing the tightest, smallest half cut shirt. He is either wearing a half cut shirt that's cut off right above the nipples or right below the nipples, yeah. or a mesh shirt. Well, and no, he does both. He does both. Back, he does one, one, one or the other. He does, but he does back to back. He does back to back, um, and he wears the tiniest shorts you've ever seen. It's never nude Tobias Arrested Development level, like tiny, tiny. But shorts. I would like to reiterate what I told you earlier: is that like lingerie on women, like to men, is like the, the male equivalent of that is like the outfits in this movie. Agree. The, yeah. Uh, you, like, the drip is on point. Yeah, you had the whole, like, I think I'm getting the vapors kind of vibe when we were watching this. Like, you, I think you needed a fan. Like, <laughs> Woo, I was like, oh, Ronnie over here with, like, the sleeveless shirts and the tight little shorts. I'm like, okay. Uh, then we get to baseball, which I think is a good, good way we can go further into the shorts diatribe because yeah. uh, this whole scene is just them playing literally they they play like i think two full innings of baseball Mm -hmm. doesn't really tell us more than anything about except the guys are dickheads now uh important question for you kelly on a scale of an actual baseball game being one Mm -hmm. two because i i hate baseball to the top tier baseball scene in all the cinema the twilight baseball scene (laughs) there it is i knew it was coming i don't even fucking know the context i knew it was coming land on the scale see i also wrote is this more or less iconic than twilight and i mean it's really really hard to live up to the the precedent that twilight set i'd say if twilight's a 10 i'd give us an eight yeah i mean the outfits i mean yeah i was gonna say the drip it really gives like it really ups the score a little bit although you gotta say twilight baseball scene they all had matching fits Mm-hmm. And we got that sweet, like, flip of the baseball baseball bat. We don't get any cool flips of the baseball bats in this movie. So, 
I I remember you showed me a clip. Uh, again, we're, I'm going to be subject to this at some point in the later episode where they badger me with Twilight shit. But uh, you showed me a clip or a, a still of someone in full-on like Babe Ruth fucking geek garb in the Twilight universe. Was it Jasper? I, I don't know who it fucking was. Do we need but... to show him the Twilight baseball scene? You showed me I clips of it, but oh my god. It's a two-minute clip. I can show you the Twilight baseball scene. Oh, God. Fuck. Let's do it. All right, audience. Uh, They're going to show me the Twilight baseball scene uh, live right now. What? (laughs) What the fuck was that? So, on a scale of a real baseball game to this massive... That's not a baseball game. (laughs) On a scale of one, which is a real baseball game that you'd see, like, on TV. Yeah, yeah. To this masterpiece that is the Twilight baseball scene. Shit. Where does the sleepaway camp baseball scene lie? <laughs> god. Um, oh my god. It's like apples and oranges. Like, no, it's not. Yes, oh, it is. No, it's not. Well, you have an action scene of wild like gesticulations and throwing the ball <laughs> and fucking John Woo flips while they're catching said ball. And someone using the fucking speed force to catch a ball from, like, <laughs> out into the next state. And then you have... We have no theatrics. You, but you have no theatrics, but you have, like, people talking shit. And mm-hmm. you also have nut hugger shorts. Which, which is... That, which, that is, really ups the answer. Yeah, and then you've got Gino. Gino. Half yeah. shirt. Hair belly. Gino. Very hot. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get Mozart in the corner playing a fucking video game. <laughs> yeah, he, I think he was playing like a Mattel fucking thing from like the like, 80s. I was like, oh, kicky shit. I yeah. can care about baseball just yeah. as much as I do. Yeah, he's like he's like me if I was stuck in that scenario. Exactly. Like, where's your Game Boy at, my man? Yeah. Um, did, like, after he caught the ball and managed to throw it in, you just see him like pass out of the field in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah, he... There was, oh. there was no structure to the game either. No, it well, was it was it was like drunken uncles playing baseball. It was a free for all. Yeah, it was like hey, fucking. Like, why is Ricky standing next to like everyone at any given time? Because they don't know <laughs> what the fuck they were doing. Because uh, he's one of the main characters. Yeah, and one of the lines that I saved in this, they say, "Eat shit and die, Ricky," and he goes, "Eat shit and live, Bill." And I'm like, that's like mm-hmm. one of the quotable lines from this movie. I think it's, funny. It, it's like, and but you're like. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> um, all I know is the drip on the camp counselor is mm. ten out of ten. Very horny. Oh, everyone in this movie is horny. I, I, you, you said you said you've seen White Hot American Summer. I have. Who's hornier, the the char- the cast of that movie or the cast of this movie? Isn't White Hot American Summer supposed to be horny? Well, yeah, it's a parody. It's a parody essentially of this. I mean. Yeah, I think Wet Hot American Summer, the boys in this do try real hard to, like, get skinny thing yeah. going. And then it just, it, it it gets a little, like, you think they're going to have, like, just an all-dude orgy near the end? Yeah. Like, that was the vibe we were getting from the skinny dipping bit from uh, oh, this. Oh, man. This movie really missed out on having an orgy. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. Oh. There, there was above-age camp counselors, okay? It's fine. Yeah. They could have had an orgy. We do get, um, after the baseball scene... The first social of the summer camp mm-hmm. when, you know, they're just all hanging around. People could dance. Angela's just sitting there by herself watching when Gino and what was the other guy's name? The one with the darker hair? Uh, I think it was Kenny. It was like Jimmy or something. Uh, hold on. I got. 
Uh, Kenny is. This is the when Gino's wearing his mesh shirt. Yes, Gino yes. Gra- graduates from half shirt to mesh shirt. I love it. Yeah, and bright neon blue. I love it. it. I need it. Always wearing gold chains. Like, you know for a fact that Gino clearly is going to inherit a dealership. Oh, absolutely. Gino is ready to fuck. Gino, well, that's a given. That's not even on the question table. Like, he fucks. Yeah, Gino fucks, <laughs> and Gino is going to get a Chevrolet dealership from his dad when he when he gets out of, uh, when he gets out of juvie. You Gino know, and it, I would make beautiful Italian <laughs> Uh, there it is. You, you fell for Italian. my trap. I knew there was going to be an Italian joke. They, in there, so. they would be violently Italian. Oh, well, I mean, how can you get more than Gina? <laughs> but, like, added, like, my Italian features <laughs> and, like, oh, beautiful Italian babies. <laughs> the, the douche bros want to, I guess, hook up with Angela because all the other girls are not. Going for it, or the skinny dipping. That's yeah, to try to get her to go skinny dipping, yeah. and uh, Angela has not spoken a word to anyone yeah. at this camp at right. all. Well, they're, so. they're basically thinking like, oh, like she's got nothing going on up yeah. there. She's playing with mm-hmm. the, the exact term they use is playing with half a deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which boy, that's uh, that's classy. That, that's that's aged super well. Yeah. Um, but basically, their thought process is like, oh, she she's not going to do it. She's like too dumb or whatever. I will say when they are asking her, they do the um, the Captain Morgan pose with their knee they up do. and like, "Hey, let's go!" That's what the, the douche bro guy. The dude who def- uh, whose daddy uh, definitely owns dad it. Dad definitely owns it. Yeah, he has like the boat shoes and yeah. like a whole lot of ankle showing. Yep. And then he pops the knee up and he's just like, "You know, let's go!" And like, "Fuck you, dude!" And then they're just basically bullying her and being like, "She's a fucking idiot." And I'm oh, like, until I wrote down an exact quote. Oh. Can't you talk? <laughs> Just because ne- negging always works. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, yeah. No- nothing makes me want to skin it more than a man just like talking y- down to you. Yeah, that's gonna get that's you going. What, that's what gets me going. Yeah, uh, it revs up my engine. Oh, oh God! Insult me more. Only <laughs> <laughs> when informed consent. Okay. Oh boy, here we uh, go. Only then can you bully me, and I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. We all knew. We all knew this was happening. Um. One of the people that was watching it with us made an absolute comment, and I was about to write, make it myself, but I can't. I didn't get the, the line out first. Uh, one of our loyal viewers or listeners said that Mr. Costa slash Mel looks like Rodney Dangerfield. And he <laughs> absolutely does. He's dressed exactly like him in, in, in Caddyshack. Uh, the, 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 the pants, the, 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 drip. the drip, the whole thing. Um, did you see this when you watched it? When it was written on on the wall, there's a lot of graffiti in this movie that, that is very visible if you watch it in like yeah, HD. Yeah, we had to enjoy cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Once it just said cocaine. cocaine Max, like <laughs> cocaine. I mean, this yeah. was the '80s. So. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, but so while Gina and Kenny are giving Angela a hard time, Ricky comes in and yeah. sees this and just immediately goes over and like yeah. starts a fight. Yep. Um, his friend Paul is with him too. Eventually they, like a bunch of boys get involved and, mm-hmm. uh, big Ronnie pulls Ricky out. Yep. Yeah. They literally pile on top of each other, like in like a football game. Yeah. yeah. Like it is, well, it is deranged. It tends to happen a lot whenever the fights happen is that they just kind of dog pile and that's yes. it. There's a lot of dog piles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul flirts with Angela. But like, he's, you know, 
I, I know, I know Paul sucks, but in this scene, like, he was actually being pretty nice, like, he yeah. was being genuine, just talking to Angelo and, like, not expecting anything back, like, she just sat there and listened, and when he said goodnight, she finally speaks her first word of the movie and tells Paul goodnight with a smile. Yes. Yeah, but then you realize Paul's just giving nice guy energy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get some skinny dipping and pot smoking. Uh, those are some lily white behinds. Whoa. Oh my Whoa. god, the tan lines. <laughs> the tan lines. Okay, like yes, there was a lot of cake in this movie, but like it was, it was some real vanilla cake. It was angel. It was, it was angel food. It, it was, was angel food cake. Yeah, you got some angel angel food up in this. <laughs> um, so there's skinny dipping, pot smoking. Uh, I just wrote every guy in this movie is a sleazy creep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny eventually tries to get, I think, one of the other girls to go skinny dipping. Uh, eventually, Leslie. Leslie, yes. Uh, they get in a canoe together. They get in a c- canoe. A filthy, filthy canoe. Oh, it's the dirtiest fucking thing I've it, ever it, seen in my oh, life. Oh, God, it's fucking disgusting. Um, and he acts like an asshole for no reason. Really? Uh, he teeter-totters the uh, canoe mm-hmm. and then dumps her out. Does that make her, her want to sleep with you? Yeah, this is going to yeah. go great. Uh and then he get he she leaves and he's all ooh like an asshole. What do you do? And then yeah. so he pops his head under the canoe. You know, uh, th- I think he's like giggling to himself for like a good minute. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, he's like trying high. to call out to Leslie. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, some mysterious person pops under the canoe as well and drowns mm-hmm. Kenny. Um. Next morning we wake up, or we, we, we see, I believe it's Mel cleaning up. No, it's some other guy. It was one other guy. Clean, I, I really don't remember his name, yeah. but he also has a drip going on. Is he the guy with the red suit? Yes. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. But uh, He is like throwing a fucking tantrum about yeah. how messy all this is. This is hilarious. This is my interpretation of what he says. He's like, fucking kids, I got a goddamn cleanup after them every fucking day. None of them do any goddamn work. And just going on and on. I was like, yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I've been there. And um, he finally finds the canoe uh, on the shore mm-hmm. and lifts the canoe up and we see Kenny's corpse. And it's a pretty cool reveal because there's a snake that pops out of the yeah. nose. Yeah, cool, because they, they do allude to, like, yeah. oh, there's, like, water snakes yeah. and mm-hmm. turtles in there yeah. that will, will, will snip at you. Yeah. So I thought it was, uh, <laughs> I was expecting to see him drowning. Yeah. Or see a drowned body and like see like the blue yeah. body, but I was not expecting all that blood. It was yeah. honestly, it was pretty nasty, but not yeah. but like classy. <laughs> classy nasty. Yeah, it wasn't like over the top. Yeah, right. it wasn't honestly throughout the entire movie. I feel like there was no excessive gore. Like I think it was the perfect amount of gore. I agree. Yeah, it could go either way, but uh, it was it was good. It, I, it was, I feel like yeah. it was done. It was there where it needed to be, yeah. but then there were some scenes that they didn't show. Oh, I'm, I'm glad they didn't show oh, yeah. a certain kill that Same. we're going to get into in a there minute. There like two specific kills, but yeah. I'm very glad they didn't show as close as they could have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it was honestly done very well, and it was like the gross parts were there where they needed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> once again, we get Mel, and he goes, uh, accident. Uh, I can't fucking close. Those fucking high socks and Ronnie with his like no clothes. And yeah. <laughs> we do have a police officer that shows up in the scene, and I wrote the police competency. Police 
competency in this movie was actually really good. This was one of the better portrayals of police work in this movie. Did you see the mustache later on? But that's, I that's did. For later. That's for later. <laughs> that's, that's for later. later. But I, I just want to want to Let's get see. that out there. Oh, you mean the the actor's IMDb picture? No fucking way! <laughs> Hold on! Hold on! Hold on. Obviously, we'll touch on this later. Yes, 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 yes. Actually, a lot of these characters use... That's probably the only thing they've done. Oh, that's fucking great. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Um, Later in my notes, I do wrote, police continues to be competent, but that stash. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they definitely were better. I mean, I think they probably should have forced the camp to shut down, but... yeah. They're, they did heavily advise it. They're riding that line hard. Uh, the girls are playing volleyball. Uh, mm-hmm. Angela's watching. And Judy's, Judy's doing her thing. Judy is wearing mm-hmm. a shirt that says fucking Judy on it. It literally yes. just says Judy. I, I, I'm like, queen I, shit. I'm like, she's going to forget her name. Like it's, oh, it's for the audience to go like, who's that again? Oh, that's right. It's Judy. It's Judy. <laughs> that bitch. She was always wearing a side ponytail. Yeah. And it, like, for some reason, it enrages me. She got the, the yes. girl from Napoleon Dynamite hair going on. I yeah. hate it. I don't like the side yeah. ponytail. It enrages me. Uh, it was big in the 80s. Well, she just had so much hair that I'm like, that she can't does. be comfortable. So, I have a couple of questions. Mm, uh, I have answers. Yes. So, first of all, uh, we learn that apparently Judy is jealous or some for some reason of oh. Angela slash Paul because they're kind of getting friendly now. My question is why? Is it just because she's evil? <laughs> so I know so early in the movie we find out that like Ricky and Judy had a thing last, last summer, year yeah. and then she, you know, developed. oh she developed, she's too good for her and blah blah yeah. blah that kind and of And she's easy. like hooking up with a bunch of the guys of the yeah. camp. Yeah. So my thought process is she's kind of doing the mean girl thing of like mm. I don't want him but I also don't want her to have him. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, like, kids, oh, I want that toy just so you can't have it. Yeah. Uh, it's still, like, again, maybe it's just from the male perspective. I'm just like, why the fuck do you care? And then I'm like, okay. Now, why don't you explain, like, the whole mean girl vibe? I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, it's, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a thing I don't really understand. I don't but really I don't really understand it either, yeah. but I, I believe, from my yeah. understanding, it's a thing. It's like yeah. Regina George taking back Aaron Samuels from yes. Katie. Yeah, I just know it's like, oh, some people are just shitty, and that's just mm-hmm. who they are. Yeah, that's like, yeah. have you ever been on Reddit? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Oh, but at the volleyball scene, Paul asks Angela if they can uh, go watch the movie together later yeah. that night. <laughs> the movie that they're required to watch. Yes. Yeah, what movie was it? Did they ever end up saying what it no. was? No, say Yeah. <laughs> I actually am kind of curious what movie it is. If, if they, they, they obviously didn't do it because that would cost money. They would just... Oh, that movie was great, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, walking out of a theater. It's Zorro, and then they just have the Batman story happen with those two characters. I think all those kids would have been asleep. Probably. Yeah. I almost fell asleep. <laughs> I think you said you did fall asleep at one point. No, Jimmy fell oh, Jimmy right. fell asleep several times. Jimmy fell asleep. I was recovering from food poisoning and um, just was trying to not die. So Meg then threatens Angela for virtually no fucking Literally no time. Why is a camp counselor threatening a child so many times yeah. in this movie? Everyone's just an asshole. And then, of course, Judy chimes in, basically bringing one of the, the, the plot threads into the story that Angela never showers with the girls. 
Um, sidebar here, why does Judy almost exclusively talk with like the breathy Marilyn Monroe like phone sex operator voice? Uh, Did no one else pick up on that? Oh no, I wrote it yeah. here. Hey, Angela. Like every single time she like puts like so much emphasis. I thought she was going for like a valley girl vibe. Uh, maybe no, she, I think it was, de- it was definitely like a breathy like Angela doesn't want to shower with the rest of the girls. Because you know why? She's a she's from high class part of New York. She's from Albany. Oh, she, of course. Yeah. That's it's an Albany. It's it's, it's, it's an Albany expression, of course. And I'm from Utica. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a weird. It, it was just like very uncomfortable. Oh, of course. This like teenager talk like that. I'm like, I I don't like this. You're telling yeah. me a movie where the guy where they had a straight up diddler as a as a character is this this is the part that's getting you a little squeamy. Um, oh, there's uh, all of it. Yeah, all of it, yeah. Really. I, it was just like layers and layers of I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. Uh, speaking of uncomfortable, Judy makes a comment. Of, basically, just starts like yelling at Angela for no reason, and then eventually goes to the line flat as a board and needs a screw. The carpenter's uh, dream. Yeah, carpenter's dream. dream. Yeah. And she's like, "What are you queer or something?" And I'm like, "Okay, Judy, yeah. chill out." Yeah, Susie tries to like diffuse the situation and say that, you know, Angela can shower whenever she wants and, you know, like trying to get Judy to like back off, calm down. But uh, Judy just keeps going harder and harder. So finally, Susie like just slaps her across the face. I think Judy slaps Susie across the face because. No, she runs out. The camp counselor slaps the the child. Yeah, which again, that's going to go great for your review. That's that's, Um, that's a a great call. My. My question is, again, I would have used the more logical approach. Why do you give a shit that someone is showering not with you? Like, yeah, I think honestly yeah. that's a little more sus. Yeah, like I'd be like, you should stop demanding that. In fact, we're going to call your parents. It's kind of like... Oh, like, wait, there was two murders and the guy who owns the camp doesn't want anyone to fucking leave. We know what it's kind of like? It's kind of like when transphobes freak out about... You know, transgender yeah. people using the bathroom of like, we're gonna look at my kids' genitals, and it's like they're like looking in stalls to see if you have like the genitals yeah. you think you should have. It's like, okay, you're the one looking. Yeah, you're a fucking. Mm-hmm. You're the one being creepy. Oh, God. So like, leave people the fuck alone. Why doesn't she just leave her alone? Also, she only just developed last year, apparently. Like, well, you know that makes her the fucking expert. You know, she's yeah, clearly, clearly she's clearly got all the knowledge she'll ever need. About I just this. gotta say, like, I was I, I was unfortunately like the girl who developed kind of first. Yeah. When I was in school, I it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, because people have their own fucking problems to worry about. Yeah, and, and, I really yeah. wasn't. I was also yeah. like super shy. But, like, but even still, like people got their own shit to deal with. Like it really wasn't it, a big deal. Yeah, people have their own fucking problems. Yeah. Uh, although we do have a line that I think all of us were very excited about. Oh god. A bit that we were all very excited about. We cut from that intense scene mm-hmm. to just the guys on a roof. Throwing water balloons at each yeah, other. The like, safest activity yeah, I've ever heard. Like, we all were watching, like, what the fuck? Is this just a thing you do? You just yeah, throw no, water balloons you know on what? the roof? Yeah, they whip one at Angela. And it, it's it's obviously tied into the fact that she does not like water. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, a tragedy happened when she was young in the water. Valid. So, like, she doesn't swim. She doesn't, she's, you know, she's basically, like, catatonic. Like, yeah. Gee, I wonder fucking why. She's had a traumatic fucking childhood. And then you got Ricky barrel-assing in. So Ricky goes in, and then we have another dog pile fight. 
Uh, Mel is like, hey, we got to cut the shit. You, know, you could have taken her eye out with a yeah. water balloon. Yeah. So then um, that ends, and then we get, I forget which character it was, but we got a line that made us all seem extremely happy. I got to take a wicked, wicked dump. dump. <laughs> yeah. We just clocked that. We're like, this one's from Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know which character that was. It was probably one of the, I think it's the guy who hit her with the water balloon, but uh, yeah. yeah, I got to take a wicked like, dump. <laughs> I was like, this is one of us, one of us, one of us, which uh, there actually was a, a uh, Boston Red Sox hat earlier in the movie, yeah. so I clocked several. Those fucking Bill Buckner with the ball. <laughs> I gotta go take a shit. <laughs> Honestly, that was the only way it could have been like more realistic. I gotta take a wicked shit. <laughs> yeah, take a wicked shit. And just, just, just homophobic shit out lines after that. Like, I gotta go use the shit. Yeah. I don't know, but there's something about referring to it as a dump. Yeah. That just, Honestly, I, I would argue the word dump regarding poop is still one of the. You hear it when you're a kid, and it's. I think it's all it's funny the rest of your life. It, it, it's, no, it absolutely. Like, is. like poop, like it kind of loses its 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 cachet as you get older. Yeah. You don't really say shit when you're like really young because you your parents go, "What did you say?" Yeah. But like when you say dump, it's just funny. To, remember when we were all making those jokes about the lady who made dump cakes and like yes. we were just giggling like idiots, like dump cakes, dump cake. yeah, be fan dump and the dump cake. Like, dump is just such a fucking funny word. To that, add on top of it, I gotta say a top tier term for ass is dumper. <laughs> <laughs> It is not, you know. It was used in the Halloween remake. Rob Zombie's just, oh, what, are you jealous that your daughter's got a better dumper than you? (laughs) (laughs) Which has got, that's got connotations. Oh, that's fucked up. Uh, That was gross. Yeah. (laughs) Artie, um. Uh, Oh, my God. God. It's just, you're right. It's so fucking funny. Uh, anyway, where the fuck were we? (laughs) Okay, so. We're talking about, we've got to take a wicked dump. Wicked dump. There we go. Bring it around town. So this, I wrote, what a way to go, because after uh, he sits himself down on the toilet, we, you know, just see those hairy, hairy legs. He sits in front of, he's in the stall by himself. Yep. He picks the one in front of a window. Yeah, because he's got to air it out. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. That's valid. Yeah. Yeah. They ain't got air fresh. Mel ain't going to buy air fresheners. Yeah, you know, I'll give him Mel's a cheap he, fuck. He, he doesn't have poopery. Yeah. No, not in that, no. not in them days, no. But uh, we see... Someone sneaks into the bathroom and like puts like a broom handle, uh, like on the door handles of yeah, the stalls. Locks it in. Locking him in. And they come around to the other side and use a knife and just like slash open the screen. And the mm-hmm. guy's like, Oh, are you playing a prank on me? Like, my dude, what kind of fucking prank? Yeah, is this Jesus, these are yeah. dark ass pranks. And, uh, you know, fun fact someone slashes a knife at me while I'm taking a shit. I'm getting out of there faster because my body is going to immediately realize knife fear kicks in. Shit's going to come out of me faster. Yeah. I, I remember learning that in psychology. It's like yeah. why we say like you're scared shitless. Yeah. It's because your body just like. Nope. Got to run. It dumps everything so you yeah. can like run faster. Yep. And I'm like, that is the craziest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. Is well. Is that yeah. yeah. So oh that's God. why. So like animals, like they're, in, yeah. they do like the fight or flight. They drop. If they're scared. And- they'll like dump out whatever they got and that way it's less body weight. 
Yeah, so they'll just they'll fucking gun it. Yeah. And Thunder gun it. That, thund, oh, thunder gun. Thunder gun. <laughs> when I think about when I think about that, I'm like, this dude's still like just sitting there, just <laughs> shitting. Like Oh yeah. What do you like what did you eat? He's like He's crying. He's, <laughs> he's passing a twin. He's passing an absorbed twin through the fucking <laughs> ass womb. <laughs> Oh, You're gonna have the weirdest time editing this fucking episode. <laughs> I, I just feel bad for whoever finds his body after this. I'm like, is there a hemorrhoid situation we gotta worry about? Yeah, because he does get fucked up by it, bees. Bees, yeah. Bees. They, there's a hornet's nest or whatever that's yeah. dumped in. What a way to fucking go. Like, yeah, we, we, we never hear, like, oh, he's allergic or anything. It's literally just Also, like, why did he just crawl under the fucking stall? Because he's dumb, okay? Like, what the fuck? Or, like, honestly, that was a pretty thin stick that was put... I could have fucked that stick up. If you, yeah. like, slammed yeah. into that, I'm sure those those stalls aren't very sturdy. Yeah, Mel ain't, got, so. Mel ain't paying for good stalls. Yeah, no. So, uh... Plus, they prank know, each other. Like, someone swung a door open and went, and went like, Oh, you're taking a shit! I am victim-blaming here. Yeah. You could have gotten away. Well, fuck the guy. He was a, he's the water balloon asshole anyway. Yeah, and no, you know I what? Agree. His wicked dump could have fucking... His wicked, his wicked dump killed him, you know? Yeah. Maybe you fix your bowels, okay? Yeah. F- fix them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Be better. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta cut the cheese out, man. It's it's binding them up. That's that's the thing. Need more fiber, okay? Yeah, you gotta get, the, gotta get them leafy greens up in there. Exactly. More fiber, more water. So... <laughs> Third death. Third death. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we can salvage this summer, guys. <laughs> and, uh, oh shit, what did I read after that? Uh, I have Mr. Costa is finished on my notes. Oh, yes, and then um, he immediately starts suspecting Ricky because yeah. he realizes it's anyone that's messed with Angela that is dying. And uh, Ricky has more than once screamed, I'll kill you. So. But, you know, Mel's a fucking idiot and won't connect the obvious dots. <laughs> They're all attacking one person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we see, we think we see the killer coming after Angela. Angela's like looking around, yeah. and uh, Paul just scares her coming out of the forest, and they go down to the waterfront to have a makeout session. Oh, and they do like romantic running on the beach. But before all that, she says, "Oh no, were you the killer?" Oh yes. And, like any other place, they'd be like, in with logic kicking, and you'd be like. All right, uh, fuck you, Mel. I'm leaving. Like, oh, you've had like three murders here, and you've hit, you've hit, you've covered them up. Mel, you're going to jail. Yep. And this place is condemned, and you're fucking gone. Uh, but of course, yeah, we have our little romance moment between Paul and Angela. Gives her a little kissy. A little kiss, and then and she clearly wasn't into it. And then he goes in for another. Yeah, he's real. He's real classy. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he starts to unbutton her shirt a little bit. And oh, yeah. She says, weird. no, yeah. don't. And he says, what? I'm not going to do anything. Except and unbutton then, your fucking sure. shirt. If, yeah. Oh, I'm not going to do anything. Continues to unbutton the shirt. Yeah. And then um, oh, shit. we cut to, like, Angela's staring off into space. We cut into, like, what well, is probably, I think, like, I don't know, her, her thoughts? I think it was more of, like, memories. Uh, yeah, memories, it's like a flashback. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's literally, it's a flashback. So yeah. the flashback is you see her and her brother uh, looking into the dad's bedroom where him and his partner are cuddling. And the and kids the, are giggling, too. Yeah, the kids are giggling. It's actually kind of cute, really. It was a cute scene. 
But uh, then it cuts to, like, it keeps interspacing with a scene of both the kids sitting on a bed, pointing at each other. Mm. And eventually, uh, Angela just kind of snaps upright, pushes Paul off, and runs off. And I wrote, good for her, because she said don't. Yeah, well, nobody says, uh, nobody buys don't in this fucking movie really well. Yeah, I don't really think yeah. consent is king in this movie, nope, not really. Um, yeah, they have their little romantic bit, I guess you can call it that. Um, and we also have a, uh, after that, after, you know, Paul being a little, little pushy, uh, they go to basically capture the flag, which they call Color War, which, of course, we all had a lot of comments about. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. an interesting choice. And then we get a nice little deep dive into what exactly capture the flag is for anyone who has no fucking idea. Yeah, the don't, no one, you know, how, how does capture the flag work? I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I've only been alive for so many fucking years. <laughs> Literally. You know. Uh, yeah. Angela's uncomfortable with Paul now. And, again, Judy is getting, like, all, like, me, making I have Paul, me. Um, so they capture the flag, eventually leads to uh, Paul and Judy making out. Which, of course, mm-hmm. Angela, with some nice framing, I'll give them that. In the crook of the arm, we see Angela's face catching them in the, yep. mid, in, in the middle of the act. Um, and, uh, <laughs> God, we found out something very spicy about Mel shortly after this. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the counselors, mm-hmm. they were saying, like, you, 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 you're all working. I think they sent, I forget who was the one who was watching the kids in the Eddie. woods. Eddie. Eddie was was sent to go watch the kids on like a nature hike or some shit, mm-hmm. and Meg got the night off, and without any prompting, Meg goes up to Mel and says, "Remember that dinner that we were gonna have?" Mm-hmm. And we're all like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I actually forgot there was one important scene before this because mm. it still doesn't really explain, but kind of explains a scene that comes up. Yeah. Um, Paul tries to apologize to Angela. Yeah. She's just not having it. Mm-hmm. And Judy and Meg both come over and decide to continue picking on Angela, who's clearly, you know, just not feeling anything. Yeah. Very, very clearly uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes, yes. So they decide they're going to throw Angela into the water because... Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that's and, great. Yeah. So Meg literally picks Angela up, throws her, like, fireman style over her shoulder, yeah. and then, like... Judy and Meg are walking with a screaming Angela, like, going to threaten to throw her in. Mel is busy interrogating Ricky, and I just wrote, like, dude, can you maybe handle the situation? Like, oh, yeah, he's completely ignoring, screaming He's acknowledging it. He even goes, like, see, they're doing this right now, and I'm going to stop you from help. He's like, why don't you stop the fucking problem? Why don't you Then everything's resolved. Camp counselors, like, assaulting children. Mel's a piece yeah. of shit. Fuck yeah. Mel. Honestly, like, you really didn't think he was that bad yeah. until this moment. Once you kind of, like, really think about it, you're like, Mel's a piece of shit. Yeah. He's, like, like, he, he's just rotten. Yeah, he's really getting, like, he's really onto Ricky. He's like, Ricky's doing something. Yeah. Like, these are the reason why these people keep dying, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you have absolutely no reason to believe this. No. Uh, so, um... They do throw Angela into the water. Yeah. Ricky and uh, Paul help get her out. I think yeah. the, I think the lifeguard guy also does like yeah. help pull her out. Yeah, yeah I think Ronnie, Ronnie throws a fit. Yeah, 
Because he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Which is a, a valid response yeah. to a camp counselor throwing a child in the water. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as Ricky's, like, <laughs> taking... Angela up to shore, you see a bunch of like younger kids like kicking sand and yeah. continuing being to little water. fucking assholes. Yeah, you know, which again, I think those kids get their come up and later on too. They, uh, they do. It's a bit rough, but it was yeah. that's rough. Yeah, yeah. there's a little there's like far, and then there's like too far. There's, yes. there's a little, little yeah, but um, they're, they're the kids that go on the camp out instead yeah. of going to the big social. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Mr. Costa and Meg apparently are gonna bang for <laughs> some fucking reason, which I'm yeah. like, isn't Meg a minor? This is fucking gross. And Mel is like 70 years old. Yeah. Well, God. we cut to Meg um, goes, she's in the dorms or the cabin, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And she's like, ready to take a shower, yeah. but there's a huge line. She's mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't let me cut, would you? Of course, the girls say no because yeah. they're all waiting in line. Yeah. We find out there's another cabin next door for some reason that has working water that no one's using. My yeah, it's that's weird. The only logic in my head that made sense is is she using the shower in like the in like some communal building or some sort of uh like is it like the social building or whatever? No, yeah. it's it's another cabin because you yeah. see beds. Yeah. I think I think I actually know why. Um I believe this was after Ronnie said that he's going to consolidate down some of the cabins uh, so that they're not all still spread out. Yeah. So I think that cabin was being occupied, oh, okay. um, which is why it still had water. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Meg is able to go take a shower. Over yeah, there. and she's um, using soap that does not suds up at all. <laughs> and she is doing the worst job humming I've ever yeah. heard in my life. I don't so know what she's doing. <laughs> Oh it goes on for so fucking yeah. long. Uh, and eventually she has she like kind of leans back against the shower for yeah. whatever reason. I don't know why she leans all the way back there. And you see a hand come up on the other side of the wall with a yeah. knife. Mm-hmm. And it stabs in through the wall and starts dragging down. Mm-hmm. And it's Mozart's her. knife. Yes. Which we, we missed this earlier. Uh, when a shaving cream prank was done to Mozart <laughs> yeah. while he was reading a porno mag, yes. uh, the guys catch him sleeping and he just whips out a fucking knife and everyone's like, holy shit. But actually, like, no, they didn't really freak out as much as I feel like they should have. Yeah. But then you yeah. got Gino who's like, hey, where'd you get this? Yeah. You'll be lucky if you yeah. get this back at the end of the summer. He's like, lucky <laughs> if he gets it back? Like, that's a, f- and this ain't like no pocket knife. This oh, looks like, like a, a fucking fu- bowie knife. Yeah. 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 It's like a hunting like, knife. Yeah. But yeah, he, uh, the killer. Like drags, like I don't yeah. even know. Like, did, did it go down or through her spine? Did it go through? I her think bone? it's supposed to be like severed her spine. Or yeah, some that's shit. what I. That's what yeah. I thought. But uh, yeah, it, it's pretty. This is like probably the bloody one of the yeah. bloodiest scenes. I would say. And even that, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty. It's, yeah. Once we see the body later, it's a little bloodier, but still yeah. not that yeah. much. Um. So. At this, while all this shit's happening, Paul gaslights Angela, saying, "You know, oh, you know, I didn't really feel anything for Judy." Gaslight, you know. keep girl boss. Yeah. Oh, and he also says that he didn't do anything wrong yeah. to either. And well, I, oh, sorry, he says he didn't do anything wrong, meaning he didn't cross boundaries with Angela. And didn't like start making it with Judy just to make her jealous. Yeah. Again, gaslight, keep girl boss. Angela does say. For Paul to meet her after the social. Yep, at the waterfront. At the waterfront. Waterfront. Okay, like we'll see what happens. Yeah. 
Stay tuned. Uh, um, Eddie takes two kids from the camp, the the out the camp out uh, back from the woods because they were too cold. cold. Yeah. yeah, I identified with Eddie though. Yeah. He was like, "You guys are killing me." And yeah. I'm like, "Same, buddy." And Same. he leaves all the other kids behind. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. have another adult with them. Yeah, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. It's a, like. It's a- Killer. Why? Why were we even doing this camp? I don't think it's really clear though that like there is someone on the loose because okay, one kid. As far as they know, at this point in time, the cook got burned with oil. Another kid drowned. That's like as far as they. That's still more than any camp should have in one summer. I fully agree, but I, I at this point they're not yet informed. Like oh, like people are actually. Well, the body count starts piling up. Yeah, and then the body, and then they find then. But still. Yeah, they find Meg. Well, Mel finds Meg. Yeah. And he's all like, now nah, what am I going to do? I can't fuck her. Okay. Like, but it was stupid how he found yeah. her because, you know, he he goes in, he yep. sees, um, he was looking for Judy. Well, he was looking for Meg. Um, yeah. And he finds Judy in the cabin. She was making out with uh, somebody. Some other guy. I think my daddy owns a yacht. My daddy owns a yacht? Okay. Um, uh, and shoves him under the bed. She says one of my favorite lines in the movie, do you have to kiss so wet? Like, <laughs> Which I yeah. believe is a Bob's Burgers bit later on, where she's like, "You're, you're, you're yeah, uh, Bobby." Bobby's a very moist man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moist. Uh, she has him hide under the bed. She's mm-hmm. reading a magazine in the dark, and Mel's like, "You know, where was she? Yeah. Like, where's Meg? Oh, she's in the cabin next door taking a shower. Last I saw her." Yeah. So he goes into the cabin next door. It doesn't open the curtain or anything. No. Somehow, when he walks in is the time when her body just falls oh. out of the yeah, shower. The, the physics of this scene is like, it's did like, she yeah, just run really. out dead? Like, what the fuck her is... Her body should have already been on the floor. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but you do see, like, the huge slit down her yeah. spine. It's it's not as gory as it sounds. When yeah. it no. Looks like, it's still like, ooh. It, it looks like Halloween makeup, uh, really. It was pretty good. It was, yeah. yeah. It was pretty interesting. Um... Oh, we no. go back to Judy for one of the more intense oh. deaths, uh, which I, as, oh, a, as a as a as a male, I I can I I'm this must be equivalent to when I see uh, bits on our side get hit with, or harmed. Uh, this uh, th- this must be like akin to uh, the female side of like, like oh ooh like I the visible yeah. yeah. I think it's, I'll, I'll take this one because yeah. uh, I think Kelly's gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll just put trigger warning. Implied sexual assault. Please skip ahead three minutes if that's not something you can handle. So, we get Judy. She's laying in the bed. She's still reading her magazine in the dark. She sees a silhouette of what she thinks, I think, is Ricky. So, it's never really clear yeah. who. She doesn't say yeah. who she thinks it is exactly yeah. until they, this person steps closer. But you do see a silhouette, and yeah. it kind of looks, looks like, like Ricky. Ricky. It looks like Ricky. But you really can't mm-hmm. tell who it is. Yeah. Um, and she's like... You know who's there? Well, well, what are you doing here? Don't turn on the light. They're gonna see that you know someone's here and yeah. be forced to go to the social or whatever. Yeah. Um, and as from what we know as well as Ricky's not at the social, his yeah. stomach was yeah a bad yeah yeah stomach ache yep he had a little tummy ache. So yeah. we don't know who this is no. for sure. It's implied to be Ricky. Yeah. But. She was actually curling her hair, not reading a magazine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she was curling. She, oh, you're right. Uh, she was first reading a magazine. She was reading a magazine then, when Mel came in. Yeah. She's yeah. curling her hair at this She's point. like settling in for bed, basically. Yeah, she's settling in for bed. She's curling her hair. So this figure comes in, punches her in the face. Oh, she got sucker punched yeah. hard. But it was enough to knock her out for a yeah. second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't really look like it was that bad. This 
person puts a pillow over her face to hold her down. And you see, this is all shadows, so you don't see mm -hmm. any of this actually happening aside from the pillow. Mm. You see someone take the curling rod, stab it towards her, and you see her hands go up in the air. Yeah. So you are, it is heavily, heavily implied she is penetrated with a curling rod, and my insides yeah. were unhappy. I bet they yep. were. I, I, again, not being one with, with the equipment to feel that, but I was like, this must have that sympathy wince as you're as, as you're watching like so, fun little, uh, these are my notes unclipped what the fuck <laughs> um so uh, actually a little sidebar here is when i see that so i have a i have a for all you listeners out there i have a fun little medical condition where uh, my body hurts all the time and there are actual situations in which it feels like my ovaries have been dipped in battery acid jesus christ so i'm like wow i can kind of you know, sensationalize how this feels, and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, that's a brutal way to go. Yes. Because it's implied that, like, she's smothered, but also, like, well, yeah, being I mean, singed alive. Yeah, she's essentially being cooked, yeah. more or less. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, that's, like, a very brutal way to go. Yeah. Like, like, a lot, like, the deaths overall, I feel like, weren't, too gruesome no. or bad, but this one was like... And you don't even see anything. You just see shit. Honestly, but that's one of those things where I think... like the bra I, I think your, your brain the right fills, yeah. Your brain fills in the gaps. Like, I, I think it was... As much as I dislike a lot of, like, really gruesome deaths, yeah. especially towards women, yeah. I found it was definitely an interesting approach, mm -hmm. but I also appreciate that it was not shown. It was more of a, like, let's imply rather than yeah. show. I think that was like a good artistic choice. That's one way to put it. Um, speaking of dead things, Eddie comes back and finds essentially just butchered sleeping bags, and mm -hmm. you can kind of fill in the ga gaps there. But they don't show that yeah. very close, which yeah. was also yeah. a choice. Uh, Mel finds Ricky, mm -hmm. thinks he's the killer, and basically beats the living fuck out of Ricky. Yeah, I uh, actually wrote, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Although Mel thinks he killed Ricky and is beat down. Mm -hmm. Mel uh, starts running around looking, and then he's standing right in front of the archery uh, target. And I'm like, well, we all know where we're going here. <laughs> and lam, right, slam right through the neck. Yep. Um, you know, it was a good shot. So, which, I mean, again, if you're doing a, if you're doing a movie about, like, camp kills, it has to have an, an archery death. Um, and then... Uh, we are introduced again. Finally, the cops show up, and you know, only like four corpses—actually, probably like a half a dozen—with the if you count the the, the camping group. Yeah, there's like, like half a dozen corpses now. Yeah, but there's something real exciting about this cop. Oh yeah, uh, the, I called him Officer Stash. Uh, he has a giant mag light, but like he is wearing what looks like cardboard in terms of a mustache. Yes. It's spirit gummed on his face. It's, it's fantastic. So awesome. uh, that I might honestly use that as this as the YouTube screenshot. Ooh, yes, Absolutely. I might I might use that. Do so uh, promo if you're listening on a audio thing, check out the YouTube so I can show the still from this. So there we go. Um, and then uh, we get to the finale. So at this point, Ronnie and Susie are like you know trying to find any campers that yeah. haven't been accounted for yet, and they know. Paul and Angela still aren't back. So they um, 
They get to the beach yeah. where, if you remember, that's where Angela asked Paul to meet her. And they see Angela, like, stroking Paul's hair, humming to herself. And uh, before, when they got at the beach, she did say, you know, let's go swimming. Yeah. And he's like, we don't have our swimsuits. And she's like, just take off your clothes. Yeah. So he's, he's like, like, let's fucking go. He's, he's ready to rock. Oh, yeah. He does not even hesitate. Yeah. Um, so we learn more of the family backstory mm-hmm. that... Uh, when so the two kids that were ki- that that were sur- that were there when uh, their father died, there was uh, there was Peter and uh, Angela, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're meant to believe the whole time throughout the movie that Angela is Angela, but we get a flashback with Aunt Martha that essentially she raised Peter as Angela, mm-hmm. so she raised a young boy. As a young girl, because two boys uh, won't do. It won't. Because two boys won't do. And there's definitely like a psycho kind of the mom's de- the the adoptive mother is a de- is demented kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get the 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 most iconic scene in the movie where basically she's stroking Paul Paul's head, and we find out as she stands up that Paul is decapitated, and she stands up and she is covered in blood. We see basically. Mm-hmm. Full frontal male body and and Angela's screaming face. And that is where the movie cuts off. That is that is it. And you get this yep. really horrifying no. laugh. Yes. The entire time. It yeah. is yes. so unsettling. Yeah. Like I don't get freaked out by a lot of things, but mm-hmm. that like unsettles me in some weird like I don't know well, what it is. Like I said, like this movie's this movie is like campy and cheesy in a lot of ways, but like that ending there's definitely something to it there's definitely something that's like the fact that it's just so like stark and like just boom you're fucking out and and again uh one of the people watched this did say that's not really a full ending because we don't get a lot of explanations really like you kind of understand yeah a little bit of like but again it's a slasher movie so like I'm not expecting... That's more than I I, I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Like, again, the first time I watched it, I was like, all right, well, at least I got an answer. Yeah. Um, it's it's a revenge movie. It's a revenge like, movie. Yes. Like, well, sort of. It starts branching into just straight-up murder because, you know, everyone kind of has... There's a bit, but, like, it starts branching off into more deaths than you'd yeah. think. Um, but overall, uh, yeah, this, this is considered, like, one of the more famous... Got gotcha endings. Uh, I think in horror. I think it's a wild reveal. Yeah. It's very like interesting it and wild. yeah, it's definitely very interesting. Um, yeah. Definitely veers heavily transphobic. Oh fucking! Course. But I will say, for a movie made in the eighties, not nearly as bad you, as I would. Expect. You would expect mm-hmm. worse. I, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I was reading some of the criticisms yeah. on it from trans activists yeah. and. You know, a lot of them are saying, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Like, this yeah. was the 80s. Like, it was, yeah, early great. 80s, yeah. It's not great. Like, it does portray as, like, hey, like, you can raise your kids a certain way. And yeah. you know, if you do that, then they'll be, re- re- they'll end up being murderous. When See, like, crazy. my question is, was Angela ever violent before everyone was asking, like, a fucking prick to her the whole time she was at camp? I don't, it's never really explained. Yeah. I don't think so. so, like, I think an interpretation could be, like, She's already a little like uneasy mm-hmm. going in mm-hmm. because I mean, you know, 
anybody having Martha as a as a parental figure and your parent getting killed in front of you, mm-hmm. that's probably a bit shocking. Yeah. But everyone's a piece of shit to you at this camp and you have to be there with three solid fucking months or however long their summer is. Yeah. That's going to probably snap, make you snap. So, um, you know, outside of the whole gender identity thing of like, you know, that, that could be a take on it. It's probably not the intention. Right. But it's it's a way you can spin it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, I do want to read some of the uh, criticism on the transphobia piece mm-hmm. of it because it's, it's, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll just read this paragraph from Wikipedia on the criticism section under, I think it's release. Okay. Release section of it. So Sleepaway Camp has garnered contemporary criticism for its representation of a transgender villain. Yeah. Willow Macleay transgender writer for Clio magazine criticized the film for its equation of mental instability with having grown up in a transgender role, mm-hmm. not concurrent with your identity. Nearly every single transgender person grows up being raised in a gender role that does not fit. And that doesn't mean that they are mentally ill or seriously violent. BJ Colangelo in an editorial for dread central similarly felt the film had transphobic and homophobic implications due to its representation of Angela and Angela's gay father but conceded that the film has metaphorical merit for showing the unfavorable and violent consequences for a character who is forced into gender roles that do not align with their identity. Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm of the opinion, because again, having watched all four of these, mm-hmm. I think this one tries to be the most serious, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot because there's a lot of really cheesy, goofy shit in it. Mm-hmm. But later on, these movies just get like, ridiculous like oh, let's just do like kind of a saw thing where it's like the first movie is like all right we're trying to do it yeah here, yeah it's just like unhinged. they're just bonkers like silly they're they're literally almost like comedies like as they go further down that's what i got yeah. when i was reading up yeah. on the sequels they're essentially just like parodies of of the premise like as time goes on um but yeah i would say this one it's an interesting. It's definitely interesting. I, I I think there's merit to say again, not coming from being an expert in obviously the trans community, but I would say that it definitely covers topics you would not see in a standard '80s slasher film. Mm-hmm. Um, is it done with respect? Probably not. <laughs> I would say. I mean, I don't have expert in terms yeah. of the trans side of it, but yeah. coming from a queer person, yeah. I feel like. For a 1980s movie. Yeah. yeah. More respectful than I than you was expected. anticipating. Yeah. And I feel like playing with the idea of gender yeah. in horror is mm-hmm. something that like is kind of fun to explore. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, that's the other thing is like is when it, when you have a move when you have movies with this with like uh a trans a transgender villain, are they always gonna be seen negatively in review over time right that's that's the thing is that they are essentially the bad guy yeah but it's so. it's tough now because like obviously like in 1980s i'm sure it was not a good time to oh trans. god no like yeah but can't then be, you can't kind of look good. at what's happening now yeah. and you're seeing the actual villainization of trans people and yeah. it's like oh okay mm-hmm. like this is actually bad this almost feels like it's worse honestly it would be interesting to see if they did a full-on serious spin on this in, like, a modern setting. Yeah, I would be interested uh, to see that. I, on the one hand, I'm interested to see that. On the other hand, the yeah. organization of trans people right now is so bad that I'm, like, scared well, to if, have that get released. It would almost be interesting if they took the premise of, like, how 
trans trans people are vilified in modern society and spun it like so like sleepaway camp but like the villain is obviously the hero is a, a trans person and the villain is like you know your judgy asshole character or something the, it's, it's kind of like when they say like you know if it kind of makes me think of you know again the bathroom debate of like mm-hmm. you know i don't want my daughter to yeah. go into the bathroom with a man in a dress who's yeah. gonna assault my daughter it's like well no it's not a, that's not a trans person assaulting your daughter yeah. that is a man in a dress yeah like, exactly. a cisgender man who's wearing a dress well, so if you kind of take the whole like the real villain is the person who is yeah. exploiting like, exploiting this yeah. like or my idea is straight up like, what if the Ronnie like her, like helpful character mm-hmm. is like the only trans character in the movie when and like people maybe they say this or that, but like the villain is actually somebody who's being judgmental. I guess that would just be a different fucking movie. It would point. be, but like I, I would still like to see it. Yeah, like I want more trans people in my movies. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely a. I, I will say this movie. It definitely starts a discussion, which is a yeah. good thing. But it's is it done with the most care and 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 con and, and intention and con? No, it, this was made in '83 and it was a cheap slasher flick. I yeah. mean, yeah. the kind of like I know a lot of people have criticisms towards like Rocky Horror, but yeah. it's become a queer cult classic in a simple yeah. way of like there are valid criticisms you can have towards exactly the way it's like the gender spectrum is handled, but at yeah. the same time, like it is still loved for what it does what and it is. how it kind of gets the conversation started. Yeah. I think a movie like this is again, I'm probably the least, not at least, uh, least expert in the, in the field, if you will, yeah. uh, being a cisgender male, like I'm probably the last guy to have any hard con hard, hard topic idea on this or whatever. But, um, I think it's it's interesting to see where where this where this idea could start in the eighties. Yeah, like this this you. It's surprising this movie was made when it was. Oh my god! And it's yeah. surprising that it's become like a cult classic. Yeah. So the bump actually in why more people are watching this movie was Robot Chicken. Yeah, they did. Um, like they just did a spoof of the famous twist. Yeah. And uh, somebody says, oh my god, Angela was actually a man and is the killer. And then the director pops up, oh my god, somebody remembered this movie and made a parody of yeah. it. Yeah, like that, it's it's one of those things where we, when I, I remember when my friends and I watched uh, this years and years ago, it wasn't the, oh, Angela's, you know, you know, Angel's actually a guy thing. Like that wasn't the thing that we were really excited to watch. We were more excited to watch like shitty teenagers get killed in a movie. Yeah. And like, you know, just cheesy eighties horror. Yeah. Cause we didn't know shit. We went in and we're like, Oh, that's surprising. But like, yeah. it wasn't like, you know, it, it was one of those things when we were watching it where we didn't know the secret going in and yeah. that, that it made it, I'll definitely say it's shot interestingly. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of angles that are like the the flashbacks look so like very surreal almost. Yeah, it's very serial yes. almost. Like it's very like it's very trippy. Almost. Yeah, there's like the lighting, and it's like I think they're just on very basic sets when they show stuff in the past. And yeah, even the reveal at yeah. the end with the twist, like yeah. they shoot it in a way that's yeah. like it doesn't feel like exploitive. Yeah. Really, it's just like a. It's like this quick. is what you need to know to get the idea across. Yeah, like, it's, this it's is very, a guy. There's a lot of shadows involved. Like you are just kind yeah. of seeing like 
lot less than yeah. you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, I, yeah, it's an interesting movie. It's a movie where I can see the criticisms and I can I understand them. I I don't you know when I when I think about Sleepaway Camp, I'm like it's it's definitely got. Uh, it, I think it exists for a reason. It's like yeah. it's not like just exploitive garbage. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it. It's at least got some merit in terms of what it is. Yeah, I think the kills are very creative. I think mm-hmm. I still think that the level of gore they had was perfect. I think they yeah. showed what they needed to show and then implied what they needed to imply. They used really, they were really good with camera angles and lighting. Yeah. Like I think the movie was done very well overall. Yeah. I agree, but you know, was the transphobia a problem? Absolutely. Like yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's I think it's a va- it's an absolutely valid criticism. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I, I yeah. enjoyed it still. I like. I want more women villains, wi- women killers. Yeah, that's mm. that's what I love to see. It's my thing. I'm wondering. I'm. You you should probably see the sequels. Uh, that's basically what I'm gonna say because I don't want to spoil anything. That yeah, no, I seen. definitely want to see the sequels um, and uh, yeah, more women killers, yeah. more trans people, and everything. Yeah. Uh, all right. Trans people can be villains. Trans people can be good good people. Yeah. Trans people yeah. can be heroes. Yeah. Put them in all the roles. Trans yeah. Make them are multifaceted. There you go. Exactly. Um, one piece of trivia that I did learn today about this movie. So Angel's actress was obviously like very early teens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They shot the scene with Artie separate. So, like, the scene where Artie was going to molest Angela. Mm-hmm. They didn't actually have her present on set when oh. he did that His like that dialogue, that scene. That's actually very respectful for what you think yes. it would be. I, um, they said, like, they shot that and then they, like, had her stand in, like, you Do know, for the stuff. shots on her. Yeah. And I was like, that's actually, like, oddly... That's like mature for what and mature for nineteen eighty three, yeah. Especially because I feel like now we're getting a lot of conversations about yeah. like intimacy coordinators yeah. and things mm-hmm. like that in movies. Like hearing that they did that um, for a movie in the nineteen eighties is impressive. I, I did read that there was like definitely some bullying on set, but yeah. I I did see that some of the actors stepped in and did try to stop it, rein yeah. that yeah. in, which I would like, which is impressive. Well, like, and again, you got a bunch of kids on set. And it's the it, it, there's gonna be assholes. There's gonna oh, be yeah, bullies. Um, that's not saying allow. That's not obviously saying that should be allowed. But it's it's definitely gonna happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, at least someone tried to stop it. Uh, we are ready to wrap this bad boy up. We still got to do the mermaids and all that. Yes. Oh yeah. So we are we in agreement that Mel is our Frankie mermaid. Really, nobody fits it better. Yeah, I was first thinking Judy, but I, yeah, Mel is definitely in that in that 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 wheelhouse. The cigar, the <laughs> the vigor, the arrogance, the the drip. The he is Frankie. Murray. He really he he's real, and it's like in every negative aspect, definitely. Yeah, uh, like even the accent, like just kind of touches on Frankie Murphy. Yeah, a little 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 taste of it. Yeah, yeah it has to go to Mel. Mm-hmm. Please join us next time for Vampire's Kiss. Hey, thank you for tuning in. We will be uploading every other Thursday, so please join us next time wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media listed in the description. Bye, see you next time.